0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to our Why We Are Vegan podcast interview series entitled Why We Are Vegan. Each week, I'll be posting one to two interviews I've had with inspirational vegans around the world who are walking their talk. Each of my guests share their personal vegan journey and insights they've gathered along the way. You are about to listen to my interview with the beautiful and dynamic powerhouse, Jessica Waite. Jessica began her vegan journey 21 years ago and has been morally committed to veganism for the past 10 plus years. Jessica, tell us a little bit about yourself personally. I am, I think, first and foremost, an animal lover.
1: I like to adopt animals that need homes. And right now I have a couple of pups and Randomly, a hedgehog and a turtle and a giant, giant tortoise that lives in my backyard. Also, I don't love the word foodie, but I love food. And I love what goes into food, the nutrients, the whole plants. And then just kind of the history of food and everything that goes into the community of sharing food with the people that you love and your community. So probably animals and food and my scooter. I love my scooter. And that's <laughs> that's like gleeful joy for me lately, riding that thing around. It's, it's great because I think we spend so much of our time distracted. And mm-hmm. on a scooter, you can't be distracted at all. If I'm driving my car, I might have my Bluetooth on. I might be having a conversation. I might be thinking about something else. When I'm on my scooter, I have to just be completely focused because it's dangerous not to be. And it's almost like a kind of meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's those are the things about me right now that are just kind of purely animals food and riding a scooter <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> that awesome. <interests> your question <laughs> and family of course I have the most amazing family I always get asked how did you become the person you are why do you care so much about food waste and about obviously plants and animals and everything and, and that's purely my family that's my mom and dad the way they raised me my sisters and brothers and then moving on my husband and his relationship with the planet and how much I admire all of that
0: awesome What do you currently do
1: professionally? I'm a restaurateur, I believe the term is. Um, (laughs) I have several restaurants in South Oceanside currently that I built with my husband. And I also have a restaurant concept that I'm building currently. When I finished my MBA, I kind of said, okay, well, what are we doing next? And we decided to build this restaurant concept called The Plot. And it's really going to be hopefully a chain of restaurants and potentially retail food line, completely plant-based. It's really just focused on plants and just creating delicious, satisfying food. And then also zero-waste ethos. So in addition to making sure that our food offerings are healthy and plant-based, I'm really focused on making sure that no organics are going in landfills and that we're not using harmful products, harmful for our guests and or our planet. So Mm -hmm. that's been a strong emphasis for me as we've been building out this concepts.
0: Okay. And I think that you may have answered at least a portion of this very next question, but we're (laughs) going to go ahead and ask it anyway. What are your aspirations for your future? I think personally,
1: just learning how to really set aside that last little bit of ego and just push forward and create things that are amazing and build things. Mm -hmm. And I've realized how much I love to build things. And I know that sounds kind of weird until you start doing it. For example, this restaurant, The Plot, the lease came with this little rental cottage and this great farm space. So we decided to set up kind of an event, in Airbnb space, and then an organic farm attached to it, or mm-hmm. mini farm, you know, a little garden. Mm-hmm. And through the process of organizing and bringing together the different components and people who are a part of it, and then watching it unfold and become something that's going to have this impactful kind of nature, I just have been realizing it's it's amazing to take something from scratch and to build something that's going to be able to make a difference in your community. So I think personally that's kind of my goal is to continue to build and to have this the confidence in myself to to keep pushing forward like that. And then professionally, I mean really my goal is to just to build a a mini empire of plant-based restaurants because if one can be impactful then imagine how much more good we could do with many as far as exposing people to really good quality, delicious, healthy plant-based food by running businesses that are very conscientious in all of their operations from the way we treat our employees to the way we interact with our local produce and local businesses to to what we do for the planet as far as our disposal methods and and all of it. So basically just the idea of conscious capitalism and just continue to grow that.
0: Absolutely. That'll be the first part of your your empire, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> hopefully we just continue to grow the
1: plot. Just the idea that we could t- take one concept and just grow it and build it. And mm-hmm. it, it sounds fun as well as, you know, terrifying and <laughs> overwhelming. But it, it does sound fun.
0: I'm, I'm so excited. If you were in a room filled with a dozen kindergartners, how would you share with them why you are vegan in your own words as if speaking with them right now? I
1: do work with children on occasion. And I've never had the opportunity to explain to them why I am vegan. So I think this is probably a tricky question for me because I'm used to speaking in big words. <laughs> and, and I want them to understand that to me, see, I want to say holistic. That's the first thing that comes to mind. I'm like, I'm not sure if they'd understand that. But to me, being vegan is a relationship with our planet. It's kind of an agreement for me that I'm going to be as respectful of our planet as possible. I do not believe that animals should have to suffer for me to eat. At one point in our evolution, humans had a different relationship with animals in the way they ate them. But now we've gotten to a point where we don't need to eat animals anymore. And we have so many other options and we can still be so healthy and we have a choice. And I think that choice is very important. And I think people focus in on the, well, this is the way it's always been done, But I think that we should continue to evolve and say, Mm -hmm. these are animals, they have, they have those, in my mind, in my view, they have a right to a happy, healthy, safe life. And we're humans and we have a right to a happy, healthy, safe life. And those things don't have to be separate. Animals can be safe and happy. Humans can be safe and happy and healthy. And we can move forward without making anyone else suffer. So I guess just the idea that I'm vegan because I'm choosing a life without inflicting suffering on anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what is going to understand that <laughs> um, or if they will. Very simply, nobody needs to suffer for me to have dinner. Mm-hmm. So that's important to me. I can choose to eat food that just fills me up. Or I can eat, just eat food that is inspiring and healthy and makes me feel good and strong, and I can feel good about eating, and that's what I do. I eat whole plant, that <laughs> you know, whole plant based food mm-hmm. that makes me feel really, really good when I eat it and it makes my body feel good. I think a lot of times we tend to put vegan in kind of this smaller box of just not eating animals. And to me, it's so much a philosophy, so much of a lifestyle choice of respect and kind of this relationship with with animals and with plants and with our planet. And being vegan is making a choice to take myself out of the equation of anything that might cause additional suffering on our planet.
0: Jessica what made you decide to become vegan what what actually tipped the scale for you to go all in I think that it was an evolution
1: like anything I was Seven when I decided I wanted to be vegetarian. My family was not vegetarian at all. I had a cousin who visited us who was and I was a, a seven-year-old who read a lot of books and kind of got engaged in things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to say politically but I, I really wanted to stand up for animals and not eat them. Mm-hmm. So that was my first decision when I was seven and my parents honored it and supported me. And I think when a seven-year-old becomes vegetarian and nobody in their family really knows how to do it, <laughs> it's a lot of cheese and It's a lot of bread and you don't really – I'm not cooking myself like quinoa and stir fries when I'm seven. So I was just vegetarian. I wasn't vegan. And then I think – Over the years, I started learning more, and I lived on the east side in Kirkland. So I was in the Seattle area, but Mm -hmm. I was over in Kirkland. But I quickly, by the time I was probably 15, started spending more time over in Seattle in the city. I really was drawn to kind of the urban energy, and I remember going to Capitol Hill a lot, and I don't remember what my first encounter with veganism as we know it now was, but I do remember spending a lot of time over there, and that was when I started to kind of think this is the direction I want to go. And I remember by the time I was 15 or 16, becoming vegan for the first time. And I say that with air quotes because at that time, I was still wearing the leather shoes that my mom would buy me for back-to-school shopping <laughs> or whatever it was. And so vegan was the only word I knew, so I didn't differentiate between plant-based and vegan at that point. So That was my first foray into veganism. And then I know probably over the next decade, there were times where I still ate a little bit of cheese. And there were times where I might eat a little fish. And then I remember reading the China study was a pivotal time for me starting to understand the real nature of what goes into factory farming. I think the more educated I got, the more vegan I became Mm -hmm. and so by probably about a decade ago, I was really at that point where I was at least by you know 98% and then just went 100%. I finally just said I'm 100% at this point. So that was probably about 10 years ago. I I mean, I just, I love the diet and I love the lifestyle, but then really I started to kind of question my ethics and then, you know, probably about Mm -hmm. six years ago I started diving into what it meant to take any kind of animal products completely out of my life as far as makeup products and clothing and everything else then I cut off everything else and stopped Mm -hmm. buying leather and and I will still wear things that I have that like are my old boots that are that have leather and I've Mm -hmm. talked to a lot of people a lot of like very very strong vegans that say yeah I'm not going to waste it I'm not going to toss it it doesn't really fit in line with my ethos, but I haven't purchased anything for a very long time. I, I transitioned from a vegan by name to like an actual, ethical, philosophical, <laughs> rounded person who is vegan. That's the entire embodiment of who I am is somebody who completely abstains from using any kind of an animal-derived product.
0: That's awesome. What does being vegan mean to you personally? Personally, it's just a relationship with the planet.
1: And I know that sounds kind of like hippie or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's an honest thing that I can say that I can give back. I was in bed late last night watching all of the Instagram posts from the climate strike. Mm -hmm. And I said to my husband, I hope that the climate strike isn't like Valentine's Day because I feel like on Valentine's Day everybody gets together and tells each other how much they love each other and then the rest of the year they kind of forget it. Like I want to live and I started thinking about my day and I didn't strike yesterday but I spent the morning part of my day working on an urban farm and the afternoon working on build out stuff for the plot. So my entire day was really being somebody who is who is vegan. So personally for me it's it's about living it every day and just every decision I make making it within the framework of am I living in the most respectful way possible for animals, for myself, for our counterparts, for our human counterparts, for the environment. How can we live in the most ethical and respectful way consistently? Mm -hmm.
0: Please share how you continue to benefit from being vegan physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Well, there's the, there's the
1: spiritual benefit of just feeling like I'm making good choices. I think we all know what it's like to make bad choices. And you know, you feel good. You feel like you're sacrificing a piece of yourself when you do something that you know is not in line with who you are and what you want for your future. Mm-hmm. And personally, being vegan for me, living this way is the epitome of how I believe I should live. So by by doing that, I can feel Good. <laughs> like, I know that sounds selfish, but I do. I feel proud of myself. I can also use it as an opportunity to teach. I've had the opportunity to speak to cancer survivors about the benefits of eating a plant-based diet, and I think very personally, it's very, very hard because recently I lost somebody that I really, really love to cancer. I've watched so many other people, watching people they love to diseases that really, we talk about finding cures, but there's a huge amount of prevention that can happen through diet. I feel strong and I feel safe because of the way I eat, the choices I make about what I put in my body. But I also feel sad because there's a lot of unnecessary suffering, not just from the animals that are being consumed. That's a whole nother story. Mm -hmm. But for the people who just haven't been properly educated, who don't understand that there is a whole nother option for how they can live their life and how they can be healthy. Personally, there's feelings of responsibility that come with being vegan, feelings of confliction, because I don't want to be the person who's preaching. I want to find a way to share with as many people as possible the benefits of this lifestyle without alienating people. And for me, I think that's kind of part of my business advocacy. Mm -hmm. And then there's just the great health benefits. There's a feeling of lightness, of staying bit I'm pushing forty now. I'm <laughs> thirty seven years old. Yeah. yeah. Weight control is not something I really struggle with, except for when I ate that whole pint of Ben and Jerry's vegan ice cream yesterday. We're not gonna <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> it was- <laughs> I needed it, okay? <laughs> um, there are a lot of just like basic health benefits. People telling me how great my skin looks and going, is that the vegan diet? I'm like, well, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say yes. <laughs> so, uh, across, the, across the board of things that are like earth shatteringly philosophical and then just like the basic like benefits of like feeling like you look great. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's mm-hmm. just a lot of personal benefits of being vegan.
0: How do you define a vegan lifestyle?
1: You know, I know that you can eat um, Oreos all day long and be vegan, Mm -hmm. from what I've heard, but I don't really think that that is (laughs) the epitome (laughs) of a vegan lifestyle. And I know that there's a lot of products that are coming out that don't have animal in them, but still aren't that great for you. I think to me personally, a vegan lifestyle is, is making really good choices that kind of benefit all stakeholders, our bodies, the environment and the animals that are not suffering because of our choices. Mm-hmm. That takes a lot of just learning, and and I know again the the food thing is really hard for me because I see people saying, "Oh, I'm vegan," and then they're eating all these things that are just really not that great. So I like the the, the evolution toward a you know whole plant based diet. When we talk about veganism, like you know actually eating plants, because that's going to be the best for everybody involved. Living a vegan lifestyle is just making ethical choices very simply. And you do have to read labels. And I don't think that eating a product that is technically vegan, but has palm oil in it is a vegan thing to do. You're still contributing to suffering, deforestation, death of animals when you make that choice to support a company that's sourcing palm oil the you know, degradation of our animals the Amazon. So that is a choice right there. If you're going to say, oh, I'm going to be vegan, but then you're going to buy something made with, like, a really toxic plastic being imported from China. I get it. That's still vegan, That's still not, using animals, but there's better choices out there. I love to look at it as an evolution because I think when you're evolving, not like an animal would have, you know, a species would have evolved over, over generations, but as a human in our lifetime, as we're evolving, it means that we're living in a very kind of present, focused, curious way. Mm -hmm. And we can kind of constantly re-examine the choices we're making. So, I can say, okay, well, when I was 16 and I was vegan, you know, that meant soy milk lattes from Starbucks, and you know, and reading labels and eating the Campbell's soup that didn't have any animal products in it. And now, it might be supporting a local uh, regenerative farm and getting my food from the farmers market and making it from scratch at home and making sure that the the leftover veggies go to my tortoise or into my compost or whatever it is. And so there's this kind of just evolution toward making sure that all stakeholders are benefited. Mm -hmm. Or at least not harmed.
0: Yeah. So that leads very nicely into the next question. Tell me a little bit about your vegan lifestyle, a week in the life of Jessica.
1: Yay. (laughs) Um, There's animals involved. There's my dogs. (laughs) Okay. My life is usually completely different every day, just because I am a small business owner. Mm-hmm. So as much as I like to not be reactive, there are some components of, you know, putting out like little mini fires within our world. If something pops up at the restaurant, um, right now, uh, we have a fig tree at the restaurant and I'm obsessed with it. It's been putting off so many figs. This is the best season ever. Mm-hmm. So I'm freezing a ton of figs. So one of the things I start my morning with is a smoothie. I use sun foods just because there have been points where I get a little, like I'm not Getting all of my iron through my diet. If I'm, you know, if I'm really busy and I'm not being aware enough about how I'm planning my meals, so I'll mm-hmm. use the Sun Foods products. Um, that really green one they have that has a lot of iron in it, and I'll make smoothies out of that. Usually some almond or oat milk and figs right now. The frozen figs make those creamiest smoothies. That's kind of how I start my day. And then now, you know, currently I would make sure the animals are fed, hop on my scooter and head down to the restaurant, work, go back and forth between the two restaurants. Um, if I need anything like decor or any, you know, candles or anything that I'm doing for any of my projects, I can go right across the street. There's some great local shops that have a lot of vegan and ethical products. Secondhand stores as well, right mm-hmm. down the street. So that's another thing that I love doing is Instead of creating a market for new products, buying things secondhand. For lunch, sometimes I scavenge at the restaurant. We have the most amazing, like pickled things. My (laughs) husband pickles everything. So I'll, like, get some rice, get an avocado, and then just start piling on all the different pickles, veggies, and stuff, and just making a rainbow on my plate. And so that's kind of my scavenger of a lunch. Afternoon, I like to work from coffee shops. It's usually just by that point, I'm ready to just, like, decompress completely. So I'll go hide at a local coffee house, like, a banana or steady state and just do my little oat milk lattes and and get work done. Dinner, we go out or we cook a lot at home now. We haven't had that much luck with our garden at home recently. We have a lot of bunnies and a lot of rats. And I know that sounds horrible, but I think they're just as adorable as bunnies. I don't differentiate (laughs) between rats and bunnies. Like, I get that people do, but they're adorable. We kind of have this big ravine down behind our house. We have all kinds of things that are coming up. They come in and nibble on everything that we're growing in our backyard. So I'm not getting a lot of produce from my backyard right now. We'll get groceries and we'll cook at home. we don't have, like, the most exciting life. Once in a while, we'll sneak up to L.A. and we'll go to plant food and wine or Gelina, oh, which isn't a vegan restaurant, but it's got uh, some amazing vegan food. And we like to kind of just stroll around and hang out in Venice. And then just working. My day is a lot of boring stuff that's mm-hmm. still really fulfilling and you connect the dots on it. Just, you know, just food and work and hopefully some little jaunts out with my husband or on my scooter, some good dog walks.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, pretty simple it makes sense given what you yeah. have uh, bitten off to take care of yeah and your future plans yeah i mean i would be surprised if you threw in anything where <laughs> if i'm like oh, always to... in the move <laughs> yeah
1: yeah well and that's the thing it's just it's a good kind of mellow life. Mm-hmm. I mean, we lots of meetings with people. And that's, oh, that's the whole other thing, too, is um, I'm president of a local nonprofit called uh, Very Good Food. And mm-hmm. it's not a vegan organization. It's focused on local food and building um, kind of food access in our communities and education around local and sustainable sourcing of food. So that's something that I really love doing is I get the opportunity to have a lot of meetings with a lot of really interesting people who are passionate advocates in their areas. And so we're kind of, our foundation really works to connect people too. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of just this cool meet and grace, the opportunity for me to interact with a lot of people and trying to build synergies on what everybody's working on. So that's a whole nother component that takes up time, but also is really satisfying.
0: What is most important to you about living a vegan lifestyle?
1: If I could do one thing on this planet, well, I mean, specifically end factory farming in some way. And I think there's a lot of people who feel that way. Hopefully it'll just be a great big Goal that we can all achieve together. Mm-hmm. My why when I've identified that in different retreats is to help minimize suffering. I just think that this planet is full of unnecessary suffering from environmental impacts, from the way we treat animals, the way we do agriculture, all of the things. It's all kind of just broken. So we have to work to fix it. And, and so the most important thing I think about being vegan for me is vegan epitomizes all of the, all of the things I want to change on this planet and Recently, there was that UN report on climate change. And of course, it was dire. And there were three solutions that were proposed. And one was eat less meat. And the second was put less organics in landfills or, you know, waste less. I think it was basically saying less organics in, in landfills. And third was make more productive use of our farming land. And mm-hmm. and that can be done through regenerative agriculture. So all of the things that we're really focused on with the plots are right there those are the things that's what my business model is built on and i think my business model ties in really closely to my life Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it's pretty much an extension of who i am that pitch deck right there that i show to people like that's me i think if the question was the most important thing about being vegan i think it's the opportunity to live in a way that's going to help make things better
0: what do you wish more people understood about the benefits of being vegan or about living a vegan lifestyle in general
1: I really just wish people would get over the word and get over the extremist connotation because mm-hmm. if extremist means that you're making choices in your life that are good choices and you're doing it consistently, then by all means. But I think that any movement or any even religion or any group of people who are have similar beliefs, there's always going to be the people who the few that give the rest a a bad name. I just wish people would believe that it's just a simple lifestyle choice. And it's an easy lifestyle choice. And it's healthy. And it's good. And it makes you feel great. And, and it's it's better for all involved, really. I don't want to say that because I know there's kind of, right now, there's a lot of conflict between vegetarians and vegans. And I wish it wasn't like that. We're all on the same page. We're just trying to do things better. So I think what I want people to understand about about being vegan is that it's just a good, healthy choice. And it doesn't have to be something where... It doesn't have to be extremist. It can be a very enriching and satisfying evolution
0: mm-hmm. is there anything you wish more people would actually have a conversation about around veganism this is a hard one
1: um because i really wish people would look at everything as a spectrum mm-hmm. and when the conversation is had there's not two sides stomping their feet and saying this is who i am this is who you are It it needs, I personally believe that there needs to be more of, of a spectrum, more of an evolution and understanding. And I've, you know, I've really tried to do this through my advocacy with the nonprofit, through our work with our restaurants, through through everything we do is say like, there are, are better choices every step along the way. For me, yes, I do believe that the best possible choice is to stop eating meat and take animal products out of out of our lives because they're not necessary and they mm-hmm. and they cause so much detriment. I'm not gonna a- attack someone who doesn't believe in my views. I want to offer them solutions and say, all right, well, if you're if you're a meat eater and you're eating factory farmed meat, and and we all know that the suffering caused by factory farming and the environmental impact and everything about it is just, I mean, personally, I believe evil and wrong. So let's Let's evolve a little bit. Let's say, okay, if you're eating factory-farm meat or the horrible overfishing where they take the nets and they just drag them along the bottom of the ocean and they pull up everything and everything's destroyed, all these ecosystems. It's it's a hard thing for me to say because I am such a vegan and I've been vegan for so long, but I do believe there has to be an approach that is a little bit less extreme. It's hard to say this because I know there's a lot of vegans who are just like, God, that is horrible. How could she possibly say that? And I don't think that it is necessarily right to eat animals but I think that if the choice is between factory farming and and a better more respectful way of raising animals then at least at the very at the very least I want them to make that evolution I want people to feel that they can make that evolution and I think honestly by approaching people in this way as a vegan, by saying, these are your options every step along the way, integrate more plants into your diet, be more conscientious and aware of where you're sourcing your food. I think that is going to take us further in the long run than just being extreme. And by telling them there's options every step along the way and letting them know what those options are, you know, my hope is that they'll do what I did as a seven-year-old and then as a 15-year-old, and make the evolution on their own because it's a choice that feels right for them. I'm just hoping that we can have more honest conversations. Mm
0: -hmm. When you hear excuses from someone about why they couldn't go vegan, do you feel you're able to change their perspective with what you know?
1: I try to lead by example. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am a person who has a a great lifestyle, who is very healthy, who eats amazing food and does tend to share it on Instagram quite a bit. (laughs) And I try to say, like, these are the choices I've made for myself this is why I do it. I just try to lead by example and I'm not going to sit there and say, "Um, you need to do this or you should do this. I understand where you're at, but this is where I'm at and it's awesome. And most people really can't say that about their diets. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like at any stage, they probably still have a little bit of that. Oh, I should do this. Or I should do that. And I know personally that I'm making the best possible choices for my my diet and I can tell them that. And so I hope that that is a way that I can influence people to make better choices. And then honestly, by creating a restaurant that is phenomenal and that you don't miss meat when you eat the food, that's another option too. I could very easily say, here, come eat this and then tell me that you really need to go eat meat.
0: How do you feel about mainstream coverage of animal cruelty, environmental concerns, and the like via social media and news outlets? My first feeling is frustration. And it's, to me, like having
1: a very simple solution to so many things that are wrong and not using that solution. And it's... it's, it's really incredibly frustrating. I saw some kind of little Instagram meme and it's like, if only we had a solution that would reduce rates of obesity and cancer and climate change and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if only like it was kind of snarky, but it's true. We have a great solution and it's kind of in the mainstream, I think still strangely being ignored. And I don't know if that's just the fact our dairy industry spends so much money trying to influence nutrition education. There's so much influence in our government by these massive producers. And who knows how many of these news outlets are funded by them. We really, unfortunately are probably just not getting the full story because of that, because of all these different allegiances. But it's a simple solution. Mm -hmm. And again, back to the UN climate change report, eat less meat. It solves all the problems, Mm -hmm. like literally Mm -hmm. almost all of them. Mm -hmm. After that report, we're starting to see a lot of buzz on the different channels about that being a very viable option. Mm -hmm. But we're not there yet. They're still missing the point. It's easy, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's easy except for the fact that there is a lot of people's livelihoods and their interests are still strongly wrapped up in the status quo and mm-hmm. the status quo is not serving us. We have to find the ones who are speaking the truth and amplify them. And I hope that starts to happen more through the media. So yeah. So what I'm hearing right now currently on the media is frustrating for the most part, because I feel like the point is being missed. Mm-hmm.
0: What questions would you pose to the mainstream to move the conversation to what you feel is most important for them to understand about the global benefits of veganism?
1: I would just ask that when reporting on these issues, they offer solutions. And I would say, can you show us data? Can you tell us about these solutions and why they're important. And can you share that? Because we have reports that give us solutions, but we're not hearing solutions. I'm hearing this is awful and this is horrible and this is what's going on, but I'm really not hearing that many people saying, all right, so recent data is showing that this could be a strong solution. This could be a strong solution. And I'm looking at different organizations that are doing a really great job in sharing that story from the perspective of regenerative agriculture and carbon security crustacean, you look at Kiss the Ground, all the different organizations that are really all the forks over the knives and what the health, the different movies, all the presentations of this data that is being shared in a way that is really digestible, consumable, easy to understand. That can be done through our media. And that would be great because even if it's not the only solution presented, I feel like the general public should have access to it.
0: How do you feel about the use of Self identifiers such as Smegan, partially vegan, flexitarian, and the like?
1: I think that it feels good to be part of something. I think people like to identify with something. I do notice that it does seem like earlier on. In veganism, it's more important for people to self-identify because they're really proud of it. They made this decision and, and they're super excited and proud. And, and I love that. I love seeing the new vegans (laughs) because they're, you know, they're like, I am vegan. And I, I didn't say those words for a long time just because I felt like there were some connotations, but it's something I started saying recently because this is who I am. I am absolutely vegan in every way that I live my life. So I started using it just because it's the truth. I was reading through some, I was doing a bunch of research the other day on health benefits of plant-based diet, and I was reading through all the different terms, flexitarian and lacto-ovo vegetarian and all of these different things. <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> like, you know, it, it helps people to define what they're doing, I think. I don't have a problem with it at all. I mean, why would I? Not my problem to have. I think it gets a little confusing. We, for our restaurants, are using plant based for the plot. I only do that because it's a dietary thing as far as people who come there are eating plant based food. And I'm trying to make that distinction between lifestyle and diet, even though our restaurants will be completely vegan and zero waste. I just, I'm proud of anybody who cares enough about their body, about the animals on our planet, and about our environment. To make that choice and if they're proud to call themselves something, then they should absolutely shut it from the rooftop.
0: How do you feel about the phrase plant based being used today by companies of all kinds for meals, textiles, home goods, accessories, personal care and other products that are not in fact vegan? I find
1: that really terrifying. I've really been upset about that.
0: And I think it's just because
1: I saw that Tyson, I think, was doing a, a meat replacement product mm-hmm. of some sort. And I think it had egg in it. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, please, no, don't do that. Because I've seen a lot of different things about how plant-based is, the, is a dietary choice and vegan is a lifestyle choice. And that has always just been how I've understood it. And it's come up in so many conversations. And I remember one one person that I really was. Res- a local big business owner and when I first met him I was like oh you're vegan right and he looks down he's like I'm wearing leather shoes I'm plant-based I eat plant-based and I was like okay cool like he knows to like Mm -hmm. make that differentiation so that's something that's really important to us I think and I say us as people who choose this lifestyle because not that we need to be in different camps it's just a a way of, of kind of interacting with our world and describing the choices we're making to the people that we're sharing them with it's like greenwashing. It's it's really frustrating when you believe deeply in a cause and somebody else comes along and just uses the words loosely in a way that's incorrect in order to make profit and to capitalize on a movement. And it undermines that movement. Mm-hmm. I don't like to say I'm mad. Or I don't <laughs> like it. But that's something that kind of makes me angry. I think that we just need to be better. There needs to be more educational outreach. I wouldn't want somebody to accidentally ingest something that they are philosophically against ingesting just because a company is trying to profit from using a term. Mm-hmm. I just wish that we could really standardize those terms. What
0: vegans do you respect and keep tabs on?
1: Mm, pretty much anyone that I know who's vegan, I have a huge amount of respect for. So, cause I, know <laughs> it's, I mean, it's easy, but it's not. It's gotten so much easier. It's an adjustment. Mm-hmm. You have to take your life and you have to examine every piece of it. And then you have to kind of just make adjustments. And so anybody who's cared enough to do that is a total winner in my book. <laughs> I, I do love being in Danielle. She's a I see as all heck, but she's amazing. And she's, I think, been a real leader in the community as far as inspiring people. There's Donna Zukar and she has her Instagram feed, and she's always at the animal refuge, and she's posting. And I respect her because I've seen her evolution, mm-hmm. and I see how passionately she loves those animals. I, I follow, like, pure vegan. I follow a bunch of the plant-based women from here in Orange County who share a lot. Moby is awesome. The simplest answer is anybody who makes that, that kind of um, evolution in their lifestyle, I have a huge amount of respect for.
0: What's the most difficult decision along your <clears throat> vegan journey that you've had to make?
1: The, the hardest thing, and I touched on this earlier, is my first two restaurants are not vegan. And they are basically, my husband is the executive chef. And when I finished my undergraduate and I was trying to decide I had originally wanted to go into medicine and I'd spent a lot of time interning in hospitals and realized that I wanted to kind of get ahead of the problem and not just be working on a band-aid because I feel like there's so much in medicine with the lack of nutrition training and education that you know the doctors get and realizing that I think we need to kind of elevate the consciousness before people get sick and not Mm -hmm. afterward. So that was when I decided that I wanted to try to have more impact in the food industry. So I was just kind of floating for a few minutes trying to figure out where I was going to go with my life. And my husband wanted to build out another restaurant. He is a sushi chef. He is a long, very well-trained sushi chef, trained by Japanese sushi masters, and it's a big part of who he is. So when we built our restaurants, they were not vegan restaurants, and I was in a position where I was just going to help him get to a point where he had the businesses he needed to kind of sustain his vision, And then I was going to go do something else. As we started building these restaurants, I started realizing how much of a voice we could have from being restaurant owners and how much of a platform. And we started working with different local nonprofits, started all of our relationship building with our local farmers and local sustainable fishermen. And all of these different things, we started realizing like we can make a really positive impact in our community by doing good business. I do feel very good about that business, but it is very hard for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredibly hard for me. My husband's an incredible vegan chef. He's had plenty of practice now with mm-hmm. me over the last eight years. Now that he's started to cook more with plants, he's evolving in that direction too. And mm-hmm. he is loving creating plant based offerings. I do believe that the evolution is moving in in the vegan direction, and I want to help guide it. And our long term goal is this plant based restaurant chain. It's hard to hard to say because it's not completely aligned with my my belief system, but I honestly believe so strongly that if we present better options for everyone at every step along their evolution, we're going to impact more people. They're going to be more open to interacting with us because they're not going to feel judged and they're going to feel supported and empowered to make good decisions for their lives. Mm
0: -hmm. To sum our time up together Mm -hmm. in one sentence, please tell us why are you vegan?
1: Because I care too much not to be. I care too much about our planet. I care too much about animals, I care too much about my body, which sounds selfish, but I, I literally just I care so much and I want to make things better. Being vegan is the choice I can make for myself that lets me check all those boxes.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this interview. Find out when the next episode of this enlightening and thought-provoking interview series is available by following Why We Are Vegan on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The ID for all three is Why We Are Vegan. We're also on YouTube and iTunes. You can visit our free resource site, whywearevegan.org, for podcasts you may have missed and links to all our social media. Take care.